0: is sponsored by Ulrich & Short. Are you looking to reformulate and simplify your products to meet consumer demands? Ulrich & Short are designers and suppliers of clean and plant-based functional ingredients. Helping food manufacturers to solve process challenges, simplify label declarations and improve nutritional profiles. To speak to a development technologist, visit
1: www.cleanlabelingredients.com.
0: To the O for Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts Lucy Wager, food industry consultant,
1: and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term.
0: Hi everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Over oh Food Sake. Today we have Diana Babix with us, and she is the founder of the Nourish Awards. Hi Diana.
2: Hello, hi, good morning. How are you? <laughs>
0: Yeah, really good. Thank you.
2: Hi, it's great to have you here, Diana. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, you're really welcome. I'm really excited to to invite you onto the podcast because we've known each other for several years now. I think uh, the first that I knew about the Nourish Awards would have probably been around 2017, 18. Is that That around the time that it launched? Yeah, yeah, it was the first year.
2: It launched in, in 2018. That was the first year. Ah. So I think the launch and all the premiers started to go on in 2017. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first entry was 2018. So yeah, you were there from the start.
0: Yeah, so right from the beginning. And I've seen it from all sides because I, that was right at the end of um, podology days. So I entered yeah. as an, 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 an entry.
2: An, entrant. Yeah, an, en- an entrant.
0: entrant, an entrant, <laughs> an entrant that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, and ent- uh, so I've been an entrant and I've also been a judge. Um, so I've seen it yeah. from all different sides, and awards are such an important part of the food industry. And I also am really keen to understand more about you because actually, I don't actually know why you started the Nourish Awards <laughs> or anything about your background. So this is going to be a really insightful episode for us. Wow. So <laughs>
2: yeah I'm, I'm' I'm quite a private person, so I don't often share these things, although I did put a website up very recently about me because a lot of people asking but I didn't tell anybody about it so it was like okay well if you find a website so <laughs> you're really interested,
1: interested? So, so somebody told you you need to be telling more people yes, about yourself yes. and you're like okay I'll do it but I'll hide it
2: yes exactly <laughs> a lot of people told me "Yeah, we want to know more about you and and uh, I get the same questions asked all the time you know when I go to different food events so so you started like the Nourish Awards and, you know, you're running on awards. Like, how else did you get into that? You know, and and uh, so I did realise there was a, a story behind it, which is not so interesting for me. But I understand it's interesting for other people. So, the, yeah, you can <laughs> you can read the No, don't read the website. <laughs> no,
1: come on, <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us how you,
2: well, just tell us a bit um,
1: about your background, you know, how how you came to be doing it.
2: Uh, um, so I was um, oh crikey, how far do I go back? I have a very mixed background. I came from finance, and I then went to university. I studied architecture, so I actually have a my my honors degree in interior architecture, which I is like lo- love. Architecture is love of my life. Never done it. Recession hit, and then I started working uh, at various companies, uh, and then drifted into marketing which uh, I absolutely love project management things like that uh, and then I, I always wanted my own business I was one of those people I'm sure all listeners who are entrepreneurs know the feeling that like when you're an entrepreneur you, you like working for somebody else is extremely difficult because you, you just have to work for yourself and I always knew that so um, so I started my own marketing business which I ran for several years I was
3: doing uh, social media workshops branding workshops uh, things like that for for local businesses, and uh, then again, might be a little fag, but I'm told I can talk about anything. I had IVF, and uh, that's something I, i you know, I'm sort of proud and, and I don't mind talking about because I know a lot of women suffer with fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was preparing for IVF in 2011 and 12, and it was quite a bit of a process, uh, but this was successful in the end. So my son was born in 2013, and of course, it all affected work life and yeah I don't know about you before you have children, uh you think life just going to carry on uh <laughs> as it did before. So I had this all planned out, I had the room made up and I just carried on on my merry ways. Uh I, I think <laughs> in those days you, <laughs> I don't know if you remember we had the Blackberries and <laughs> I remember <laughs> I had I had it's awful, I had it with me in the hospital. Um so I was total workaholic and then my, my gorgeous boy came along and uh and I very quickly realized that no, I, I need to be doing something completely different. I need to yeah. be a mom. I need to like, yeah, complete the turnaround. So I, I closed that marketing business and, um, by then I was uh, gluten-free. So uh, when my son came for weaning, you know, we were at a gluten-free household for many years. Um, I wasn't never officially diagnosed as a celiac, but I was extremely young for years. Um, and it was not very known back then the, what it was. And, and I did have a number of tests, but um, they all came back inconclusive because mm. I just couldn't eat the, the required yeah. amount of gluten. I was just very ill. So, so when he came um, in for weaning, I talked to many people, should I just purchase things just to feed it to him in an already gluten free household. And, uh, and we decided not to do that. He could just eat what we did, you know, make my own bread. I, can bake everything so it was absolutely fine uh but when, when he went out of the house you know he had the odd you know biscuits or whatever other people gave him mm-hmm. uh anyhow so that's how i started uh, getting into sort of gluten the gluten-free space back in 20, 2014 i think it was when i created the website called the gluten-free center i don't know you might remember it it was um a gluten-free community hub for people who were looking for you know free from products and places yeah I think out. I didn't I,
0: I didn't realize that was that was you actually that was, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: that, that was my sort of new mum blog project although yeah. I'm not a blogger I'm not, I'm not a writer I'm a talker so I can talk forever but okay. I don't really write um so um it was publishing you know um uh, just Feedback and reviews from people, and it was a really cool database. And there was a mobile app, and all of that. It was all really good because it was at the height of the uh, you know, when gluten free was just kind of coming on. And because I've been gluten free for years and years, along with many other people, yeah,
1: people were it.
0: hungry for the information. Well, yeah. yeah. I
1: think, I, think just... I came across it as well because I had a couple of years where I went gluten free, yeah. um, for my health, and, and I've let it creep back in, but you know, yeah. it, it was there was an awareness wasn't there that came about that gluten was causing issues for yes. people, but it wasn't, you know, it was hard to get hold of stuff at that point. I think point. it was
3: a new way of diagnosing <coughs> celiac. So for me, my key message always wasn't always is learning from my own experience. Like, Don't stop eating gluten, go and get tested because once yeah. you stop eating it, yeah. you may never get the diagnosis that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, so I was, I was running that while I was a, a mom and then it, it grew extremely quickly. I didn't anticipate it. I didn't run it as a business. I, I really run it as sort of like a community and just to, you know, um, as a person who's always used to working, all of a sudden being at home with a, with a little baby, I was like, I really wanted to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just grew, you know very very fast and before you knew it the kitchen like had to have a separate cupboard that was the work food because we were sending so much stuff and then my husband was working on it my accountant was working on it, everybody was working on it I had very help just to keep the website going uh and uh, really what we got in return is a lot of a lot of food but that doesn't kind of pay the beer so we came to a point when I thought no no you know this has to stop and you know I need to be more of a mom and but what it what that came about obviously because i really loved it it got me into that industry and uh, got me to different exhibitions different events and i think <coughs> i'm in back in the podology days at yeah show we were exhibiting there i'm sure we, i'm kept, sure you would have yeah, done i mm-hmm. was speaking at the allergy show about how to establish a gluten-free kitchen and things like that back in the day so i think going back up 2015 or something yeah. uh, along the lines and you were an
1: early early influence you know now you would have mm. that would be called an influencer yeah. wouldn't it on on it social be. media and yeah. in the early days where it was more about bloggers you were be, yeah. became an influencer yeah. and
3: I remember Becky when I met Becky excellence well yeah. she was still you know extremely early days so yeah so i was there with with all the very early people in but yeah i would have never thought of calling myself an influencer because mm-hmm. like i said I didn't I did do some of my recipes and they were published in the, what was that? Free from heaven and oh, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. things. And, uh, uh, but what was uh, great about this experience that I, uh, got into this industry and my love and passion for food, uh, and I'm still gluten free, obviously. So for me, that, that just never, and I mean can't creep back. Um, so, um, I got into this industry and I got to know so many great people and people make food, like, you know, you like we love the foodology products. They were so great. <laughs> In fact, I remember chatting to you once on Twitter about about your pudding <laughs> years and years ago. But, um, you know, it got me um, into the industry and got to know uh, really great people and uh, what happened afterwards um A number of my clients started saying that, oh, we need a different kind of award. Can you do an award? Uh, And the feedback from people was as well that, oh, well, we don't just need gluten free. Is it actually dairy free? Is it egg free? Mm, Is it sugar free? Is it? And it was like, okay, well, it has to be a lot of free. It's not just gluten free. We're sort of expanding on that. Yeah. Uh, And that was around the same time I um, I was also invited to judge the free from food awards, which is a fantastic award for the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, free from eating out award, which is really great uh, and there was a Paley award as well which I judged so I was kind of in the judging circuit speaking uh, you know with knowing a lot of producers and um, there the, were the causes you know to, to have some different kind of award and uh, at the same time, I think my son was about two by then and I really wanted another baby. So what happened, I went back to my IVF clinic and I said, you know, was, you know I I'd really want a sibling. And after many tests were run, it turned out that that wasn't going to happen. Um, but also they diagnosed me with me pre, pre-diabetes. And um, so that's when for me the sort of health aspect started coming and looking at products and see well actually... Yeah, okay, we'll be be all focusing on gluten free and free from yeah. this from that. But actually what else is in there? So I really start started to look into more uh sort of nutrition and see, you know, see what I was eating, what my son was eating. Again, when you have a toddler you're kind of looking at actually what's in that food. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me it started to take a, a slightly different turn. And uh, I'm pleased to say since I haven't developed diabetes or, you know, any other illness I'm still healthy I'm always battling with my weight but mm-hmm. um, uh, but it all, it all turned out fine but that's what happened that um, other businesses said you know we, we really need a different award that that recognizes slightly different product yeah. and yeah. Uh, and I was in the, in the right position to do that because I knew the businesses I knew businesses that wanted to enter uh, I had experience in judging and, and I was in a place where my son just I think started nursery so I had the the, the space and the know-how and the network as well uh, to put that together.
0: So, and yeah, it was perfect yeah. timing really wasn't it because there were so many new products from sort of challenger brands it was like the the yeah. era of the challenger brand wasn't it sort of that, that time period yeah, and so there were lots of new products coming onto the market. So again,
2: it was very early. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really early, um, but there was like, there was starting to be that awareness that, yes, there's more products coming into the market, but are they, do they tick the nourish mm, <laughs> boxes yeah. as well as just, you know, it, it's got to have everything, hasn't it? It's got to taste good. It's got to be free from whatever it needs to be free from for you. And it's got to be good for you. And it's and, the good and, for
1: you yeah. bit that sounds like, do you feel like... um you know, it must've been a bit of a shock when you were told, oh, you've got pre-diabetes and all of that. Do you feel like there were, there's a lot of products out there or or there were lots of products out there that kind of, I do feel like back then that whole free from, or, you know, because it didn't have gluten in it, we kind of give ourselves this false sense of it's good for you, but actually what else is in there and, you know, what are they replacing the gluten with and all of that sort of stuff?
2: Absolutely. I,
3: I think a lot of people sort of, you know, went gluten free because they thought that oh, it, this is like some kind of a weight loss strategy. Mm. It's actually the opposite. And when I was reading articles about the a very high rate of uh, celiac, people who were diagnosed with celiac, then very soon they were diagnosed with, uh, with prediabetes um, or insulin resistance is because, you know, when you're making a gluten free product, essentially you strip uh the, the fibre because you're making out from very refined starches mm-hmm. um to to create that product but also there was a learning curve I think for the whole industry and we saw that throughout meant you know the last ten years of how the quality has changed from the early days when the the only objective was okay we need to create um I don't know a gluten free min pie that actually resembles the real thing. Mm-hmm. in whatever way so there was a lot of experimentation going on in the industry i don't know if you guys remember the, the holy bread because mm-hmm. there was a hole in the middle they couldn't make a bread that didn't collapse yeah. Yeah. So, so people who try gluten-free products today it's, it, it's a whole different experience but i think that um definitely they not only the um the quality improved but also i think the nutrition improved over the years as well so instead of just thinking you know back in the days having a gluten-free uh, cake or a mince pie was like a massive thing so yeah like, yeah know,
1: I, I can have this even yeah. though i'm, I'm gluten free and, it, and, and yeah. it, i'll compromise on lots of things because i absolutely. can because i can have it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
3: absolutely you you just compromise i remember my my, my um uh, there were gluten-free donuts there was a company they'd gone out of business a number of years ago uh, they made gluten-free donuts and i think they were like a massive hit And, uh, you know, and everybody bought them because you think, Oh my God, it's a gluten free donut. Mm -hmm. And, um, since then, I think the market is saturated now. So we have a lot of gluten free products. And I think we now going into direction. Okay. So let's look at what is in there. Is it Mm -hmm. good for me? You know, and does it have any fiber? Does it have any vitamins? How processed it is? Uh, so on and so forth. So I think, I think we sort of moved on. Yeah. the the initial happiness of
0: a beautiful big cake. <laughs> and I think it's – I just want to say here that having judged other awards and judged other Nourish awards, the Nourish awards, it it really is about the whole rounded package of the product. And I – enjoyed judging at the nourish awards so much was it was it this was it this year
3: I think it was i think it was year last year in the summer
0: did you judge the kids awards or the main awards currently? no it was the do you know I, I can't remember which category it was Back was. Exactly was in the was summer it, yeah it was in the summer but yeah, i enjoyed summer, it so much because i sat next to this fantastic nutritionist and it was and we afterwards we all said and Gareth Hobbs was there as well, who I just adore. And we afterwards, we all said that it was just such a good experience because it was a real mix of people from the food industry. Mm, and it was the yes. first time that I I'd, I'd judged an award with a nutritionist. And she kind of kept me honest because I, I was looking at things from very much from like sort of product development, product quality perspective. And then she'd sort of be pointing out the... So we were sort of conferring and we were finding it really interesting. Like she was finding my perspective, really interesting. And I was finding her, it was just really good. And I just wanted to, (laughs) I just wanted to point that out because the Nourish Awards really are about the full package and really like diving deep into the ingredients used and why are the ingredients used and, you know, what nutritional claims are being made and how are they being made. And it's, and there are, it's really interesting. And there's always some incredibly innovative products that that are put in aren't there
3: yeah we we see absolutely amazing products I mean uh, I'm so you know glad to hear you say that and because that was exactly the aim to actually dive behind the labels uh and and see actually you know what's inside that product but also how they managed to achieve a good flavor and taste and texture and and not compromising on the actual nutritional qualities of the product because uh like we said you know i think the gluten-free market has already achieved i I think initially it was like oh here's a product and we don't compromise on taste just Mm. because it's gluten-free and now we kind of turned it around well here is a gluten-free or free from product and we don't compromise on nutritional quality
0: yeah Yeah. so um it's uh, hard i mean the reality is it's really hard to do both yeah It's, it's very difficult
2: yeah. but but when you see the you know you
3: was there at the judging i mean we ha- we have hundreds and hundreds of products every year and the the, the quality the innovation uh, that, that's the, the hardest uh, to award and recognize um you know each year is the innovation because like 50 percent of the products there and are so incredibly innovative and i think this uh, um for the 2022 award we had uh, a product that uh, I I have to admit I don't try all the products anymore. I did for the first like two years, but mm-hmm. I, I literally can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just too many, But particularly but, as um, a pre
1: potential pre diabetic, <laughs>
3: <and obviously, laughs> yes. I mean, oh, nourish products product need to be all you know fairly low sugar and, and yeah. on a healthier <laughs> uh, spectrum. But uh, still, you know, I'm very careful of, of of why. Otherwise, I could just eat through like days of judging. Oh, yeah. uh so uh but um uh, so there was this particular product and the judges i think it was a a, a macaron. i don't know what it is there but when we judge yes it, like yeah. and, and the judges I, I, I haven't i haven't tried it and um, the judges were just talking about it and they were all like wow that's amazing i'm thinking it's a thing macaron. what's so amazing about that you know and, and when you look behind the scenes it, it had like i think a ferment made from fermented coconut, but you know, yeah, so and actually, it was freeze
0: dried. It was freeze dried raspberries, I think, wasn't it? And and there yeah, was some fermentation. It was, actually, it was
3: actually a fermented product. Yeah, uh, it was very you know. clever. So it was extremely clever, uh, but also inside there was there was a filling. So again, you know, because the judges were given a whole macaron, sometimes they didn't just eat the whole thing; they just take a little bite. And so the judge who like bite it in half, you know, think, oh, there is a filling in it. So then it all, oh, they all ate the whole macaron, and consequently we, we ran out of macarons for the next judge. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> that was what I was on, so I clearly, <laughs> was I clearly ate too many.
2: Was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good. Of course, the next <laughs> one came I thought,
3: I've got to try this, you know, so... Uh, even the, the innovation we see throughout is is really fantastic, and that's obviously Just just one example that was very well hidden, you know.
0: Yeah, and I it, it, the sorry, I keep thinking of things that are, are, are noteworthy because um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not. I don't see many sort of own label products going into the Nourish Awards.
3: We did have, we do have the odd own label. I don't know what what did we have. Uh, we had uh, Martin Spencer's products in last year, and I think else we had I think that was the only own label I can't have I can't remember The
0: Definitely reason I say them. that is yeah. because the Nourish awards is a really good award for people to look at for new, really interesting products mm. and if i was if I was a product developer now, it would be an, an awards I'd be looking at for sort of inspiration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because and and I think the reason that it, it's a it is a very it, it's a innovative product award. It's very different. Like the the other the other product that I love um, that is entered. It was entered um, the two years I've judged. It's been there. Are they Lucy Juicy? The Lucy Juicy. Juicy Bye. Lucy, Juicy Lucy. Obviously, the I love balls. it because it's called Lucy so they and those, have- the balls. I just think that's <laughs> delicious. Have to beep, but
3: you will have to beep if we say the names of the different balls.
0: <laughs> oh, will we? Can't we say them?
2: <laughs> But there was Juicy Looses, I think there were golden balls and there were hairy balls last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the hairy balls were dog, they were actually were yes, dog. Yes, they were dog.
0: And, and that's it, because I remember we were like all laughing, saying these, you know, I, I actually wouldn't mind eating these. This is no, so good. Edible. I'm willing oh, they were, to, yeah, they, they're both they edible, great. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really, really yeah. good. Anyway, so I just thought that was worth mentioning because um, some awards, it's all about own label. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think what we find
3: uh um with the nourishment was that because the entry criteria uh is you know it's quite high and we look at what's in the product. Um what comes out of the conversation like you mentioned as well, when you have nutritionists and you have food producers, um and it's I think it's very important to have that blend at each judging event. So we're trying to have half mm. nutritionists, half other uh, the industry experts, uh, because there is a step between Making something in your own kitchen, and then there is uh, there is a massive step to actually take it into market and make it ready yeah. for retail. Uh, but of course, the own label brands have a, a you know a, another step because they have to produce massive quantities and possibly at a lower cost as well because usually your own label brands uh, you know cost less than a challenger brand. Um, mm-hmm. So um, there is always a compromise at every step. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Having said all that, we do find all label brands like the ones uh, they entered from and Spencers I think we had a, a number of products that one I think they were I can't remember they were juice or something uh, yeah I
0: can't remember Yes. Were they the shops or uh, were they the the, the shots or something like that I think it was during the
3: covid years at, and we had uh, I can't remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but, yeah so, so so many products it it's hard hard the
3: to remember. but yeah we will definitely um uh this year 2023, uh we're going to be looking at more at uh own label products in a different chapter of the awards because um I think it's important especially with you know the cost of leaving crisis and all of that that mm-hmm. uh, people need to be able to buy uh, food that is good for them and it's healthier an alternative yeah and of, it's accessible of, of their income yeah. and it's accessible a lot of the products that we see are realized and we do not look at look at the awards but you know what the price point is i know many uh, other awards look at the price point the reason we don't look at that because uh the nourish was runs spans across nine months and of course the price point may be different when you enter mm. in January February and it'll be different by the time you promote it in September or October time yeah because it depends or you know as you know a pre-producer yourself on, on it's got many aspects and it depends where it's
0: sold very smooth exactly a yeah. lot it's too, product, it makes it too complicated
2: yeah a lot of the products
3: we see entering are pre-launch so they actually enter yeah. at the launch or pre-launch knowing that the product will be launched later so there might not even be a price product so again yeah the, amount of admin that would go with the volume of products of yeah. trying to update that uh, yeah. it would be uh, you know uh, pretty impossible to handle. But um, they are all challenger brands, so um, the price point will be higher than a known brand. Um, but obviously, as you know, the, the, they get listed listed in more and more places and um, become more mainstream as the challenger brand grows, uh, the price usually comes down. So we don't yeah. really like to compare that with um, with with own label. However, what I'm very keen on doing, that's what we're working on at the moment, is to have a, a, a separate own label chapter where we recognize products that are healthier options that are readily available at supermarkets um, and, and compare different lines of products in uh, supermarkets and own label brands. That's a that really good idea. Are, are more affordable, you know, and yeah. uh, and are more readily available because I think it's just a massive need for that from consumer point of view. Yeah, uh, to walk into whatever supermarket you live ne- live next to, and when you're on a budget and you still want to eat healthy to say actually, well, these products are, you know, a better choice than another.
0: Yeah. So what, what is that going to be a separate category? There's going to be, no, it's going to be a separate chapter
3: of the awards. So I know there is sometimes a bit of confusion of, of, of the award lingo. So there, there are chapters and there are categories. Chapters are uh, basically a, a section of the award that is run separately. Categories are within the awards. So like the, um, this year we're running um, um, the Nourish Vegan Award as a chapter with different categories. I um, see. And then of course we had the nourish kids awards that's running for the third year yeah. separately away from the main awards. So that means that those chapters are judged uh, separately, away from the main awards. They have different criteria uh to to entry. For instance, in the kids awards we never specify that anything needs to be free from anything. There is a free from category, but overall we wanted to see healthy option healthy alternative products made for children just like a massive need for that so we didn't specify anything else that doesn't need to be gluten free or free from this or free from that just give us healthy options that kids can eat and i'm really pleased to say that he's growing uh, a lot because <laughs> well, that's brilliant to,
0: and yeah. when so tell us so the different chapters because i know that the 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 vegan chapter is a new one then yeah. those entries are open at the moment, aren't they? And they but they're closing very soon. So if you've got vegan yeah. products that you want to enter into the Nourish Awards, you need to get your um entry entries in before the fifteenth of January.
3: Fifteenth yeah, of January, yeah. So um, these chapters drew out of the main awards. So what happened with the Nourish Awards? I think when it launched initially, it had twenty five categories. And it's quite interesting to see the trends, the different trends of year after year. Uh, you know, one year you have loads of products in one category. The next year you have like almost nothing. Uh, or I, I think one of the year we had a, um, CBD. We had so many CBD oh, products yeah. entered, and they were scattered around. Like in every category we had a CBD product. We had CBD drinks, chocolate, supplements, all sorts of things. So next year we thought, okay, we're going to have a separate CBD category. And we had, like, two products. <laughs> so it's like, so you can just never tell. It's difficult like yeah. to predict what the trends are going to be. But 25 categories were slightly too much. So we whittled down to 20. And I think that's been the same for the last two or three years now. Uh, but what happened is that some of the categories have grown so big on their own, right? or We want to sort of, um, you know, highlight them more and give them categories of their own. So that's the reason that the, the vegan awards the nourish vegan awards came about uh which is now running as a standalone a- award uh before the main nourish opens so um the vegan i think has six um no sorry 12 categories so um uh, people can enter into down to the 15th of january and the main nourisher was released really open on the 30th, but the main nourisher was used to have a category called purely plants. I don't know if you judged that. Yeah. Uh, last year. I think so there was a, I might have done. Yeah. So there was a dedicated category for plant-based products. And that's what's being replaced so that there will not be a, a plant category.
0: I think that's the category. That, I think that is the one. That I did, and that was the one the macaroons were in. I think it could
1: be. Yeah, yeah maybe. We just so have a, lot of, have a lot of vegan products. Yeah. So if you've got vegan prog- products, you need to get them into the vegan awards by the fifteenth of January. Then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then so, the,
0: the main awards then open at the end of the month, don't they?
3: Yeah, they will open at the end of the month, thirtieth of January. Yeah, and that will um we were the other reason we decided to run them as as separate chapters again because the awards have grown so big and it was just quite a lot of food all at once to judge and um it's quite a bit of an undertaking and a lot of judges and the, the, the logistics
0: of that. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't <laughs> I know. Say. I don't know how we do
2: it either. <laughs> I just know when it ends. I think, okay, I think I just need to not work for two weeks and then just bury my head in the sand. But The logistics of that, you know, with products
3: expiring at different times and this frozen and products and all of that uh you, you know and um make sure that the judges are there on time and there's no cancellations and everything is fresh um uh, what's what made it easier um last year is that for the first time we are on a permanent location where we are judging if that's where you've been to yeah Have,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, that was uh, much in
3: better. yeah in Gloucestershire so uh before that we were wondering at different locations you know hiring different venues for the judging I think in the the year after covid where we were sort of half in lockdown half yeah. not lockdown. that was i don't know if you were there we had I, this massive venue yes and it was huge that. and
0: we sat like yes. a meter be- we had to sit oh, with- i mean it, yeah it, i did
3: all that that was
0: it was crazy because we were age. all just starting to get used to being back together weren't we and you were having to do this like yeah. ridiculous logistical it undertaking the,
3: the reason that was really uh <laughs> awful because we were waiting for what was back then dubbed us Freedom Day. And we were waiting and waiters couldn't fix the day. So in the end, when they announced, okay, social distancing will be cancelled on that day, we said, okay, well, we can go ahead. Our venue was waiting. Then we got all the samples to to be delivered to the venue. Uh, And then they announced, oh, actually, no, we won't have social distancing uh, cancelled on that day. We're going to have to wait another week. But by then, we had products on site. So we had to go into another room, hire more staff, make sure everybody can sit separate. So the whole format had to yeah, be changed wow. at the very last minute, and uh, <laughs> it was a very difficult judging. Uh, and and I think what made it difficult as well that even on the day, like uh, we had judges messaging to say, "I just tested positive for COVID," or "I've been contact yeah. traced, so you have to self isolate." So we had, I don't know how many judges down, so we couldn't actually judge all the products that were there. So we had to take it back. Oh, Yeah uh, And then arrange remote judging for the rest of the products.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember. So
3: that was, um, yeah. I'm not sure whether that was worse or the one we had the year before. Which was completely we started, remote. We to down, I think, at the end of March, and yeah. we normally judging in May. So at the end of March, we thought, well, we're going to have to cancel the first judging day, and then you know the rest will be on because I, I, we didn't know at the time no, so no she's going to well, be a is isn't it we're going to do
2: this for like two weeks and go back to normal so like
0: <laughs> and we're still talking about it three years later
2: <laughs> I think we're going to have to cancel the
3: next one as well and the next one in life and in the meantime like people say so when are you going to judge it's like I don't know when <laughs> we're going to judge but all the judging has been cancelled and of course then we had various um, emails uh, from from the entrance as well from the pe- pe- point of view you know they couldn't mm. get hold of samples they couldn't get hold of raw materials so in the end we did full remote judging my house was stuck, stuck with boxes up to the ceiling literally and the hallway and then we had the <laughs> the boxes coming in with um, um had to have a separate freezer uh <laughs> which was which was in our living room <laughs> to put the ice in it so we can send out chilled products remotely and that it was a nightmare wow so um so i'm so glad that you know we have our own space now in gloucestershire there's a permanent space we've got a kitchen built in uh and uh, yeah it was really good We don't have to take the food anywhere there's fridges and freezers and everything there and Ovens and cookers and the kitchen. It's really and good. And, so and having, good, I've,
0: really. I've, I've, I've lived through that experience. I was going to say with you, but that it takes away the. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I could see the drama going on. I can. Yeah, I exactly can say you were the one. <laughs> with I No, I can. I mean, I, I was receiving the samples, and I, I remember thinking, so "It's hard." Like, my God, this is a big job. Like, how are they doing this? Because yeah, it's amazing, that's incredible. I'll
3: tell you a secret. i, I resorted to child labour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because on top of all that, you was dumped with your kid as well to say, you yeah, know, he was yeah. just seven years old. Oh, like, brilliant work
0: experience. Cool, you
2: know. <laughs> so uh so he was just learning his numbers and his letters and he was learning with <laughs> it and it was six or whatever
3: how old he was, big six, six. Uh so I thought, okay, well, I'm I'm here with literally mountains of food and a six year old. Uh so um <laughs> I got one of these labelling machines. Because everybody else, of course, was working remotely, so they could do paperwork and admin. But because we weren't allowed to mix anywhere, I was, like, yeah. literally on my own, yeah, yeah. so uh, so I got um, this labelling machine, and um, and he, he was in charge of the labels. You know, this you um, had to put in the like the, the category numbers. We had to number up each product by hand. So talking several thousands of. I products. bet he
0: loved that. They didn't he? You
3: know, he, he? Did he, he love loved, it at first? Like, <laughs> he wanted money.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a little entrepreneur as well then. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. He said, he said, Mummy, like I want like something great, like 30 pounds an hour. He said, You've got to oh, do some oh, wow. Kind of stuff. Wow! Wow! for a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a lovely. I think I think what was great though, we had a very warm spring
3: and summer, and and we could have the paddling pool So actually, he did. Yeah, yeah. He um he, he learned to read in the meantime, and he could read. The, he had to check the boxes, uh, you know, when we put things in it, and then he had to to read the list and tick off the products that were in it. So if you had anything missing. Oh, blame my six old. that's amazing but, but blame the child labor <laughs> blame the child labor exactly <laughs> you know and he he was collecting something on the fridge door as well some magnets of how many hours he's done he was tracking his hours wow you know i, I don't think he did hours it. i think it was more like you know 15 minutes but yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta be you know you have to be innovative sometimes so we go around covid and um yeah it's uh it's so good to be back to normal (laughs) yeah it
0: makes us all appreciate it doesn't it but it's amazing
1: that you managed to get through it and do that because you know a lot of places just kind of went out now it's cancelled and you found a way so you should be proud of yourself and your son for doing that yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) nobody's ever going to remember that i think he still
0: has the money he's
2: such a little saver i bet he will remember that won't he (laughs)
0: like like that he will remember that that's that's really lovely given me a whole new dimension of love for the nourish awards oh, at that time
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And you see because i because i was sitting here nodding as well thinking because one of my uh, close friends and neighbors she's not she doesn't live on the same street as me now but she's um head of te- i won't say the company but she's head of technical for a A well-known quick service restaurant and um, she was getting samples delivered all through COVID and never had enough fridge space so I got loads of like juice and this and the other my two-year-old was like having all these like different yogurts and stuff like that so we just benefited from the fact you know we were in a bubble with her and we benefited from yeah. all these samples being delivered but I've just now got visions of you with like boxes everywhere <laughs> boxes.
3: we obviously <laughs> had a lot left over and then you know we, we could eat whatever's left and I was dishing out to the neighbors as well you know whenever there's anything left we we try not to waste anything and um uh in our little cooler set you know I took things left over to, to the neighbors and uh
0: um, oh, you were a
1: good neighbor to have in lockdown mm. you know, yeah. for
0: sure <laughs> you 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 live on the most well-nourished street oh, yeah yes <laughs> yeah they did think
3: some of the things were uh, a bit odd we I think we had some lo- a lot of green drinks that year and a lot of things a lot of green things with matcha and, and things like that and um, <laughs> so some of them were you know when you take it to people who just eat just regular foods like normal people people, you know (laughs) i I think you can get really caught up in when when you're in in this sort of health food or or free from space and you deal with food and food innovation on a daily basis for years yeah it's it's really difficult to um sometimes like you know you go out with friends and they just kind of order a burger and chips and it's like i can't remember the last time i could just do that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, you know or um yeah so um but no they they enjoyed that and they they feedback they didn't judge so well that was weird and it's like no we had to put that in the bill actually it was great like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. um yeah mostly you know they love the product and um uh, and it was good experience for my son as well to try different things i didn't yeah, realize he was much matcha balls uh he, that was his favorite uh, because i always ask him can, can you um whenever it was a new food, he's now, you know, judging. I think he's so used to judging, even at school. They are well, do you like? am like,
2: well, on a scale of one to five, I'll give that three. And <laughs> for <laughs> texture, yeah. I would give it A.
3: <laughs> he, he, he said that to even so, to someone the other day, I think he was like in, um, in um, some holiday camp or something, and he was like, and it's okay, mummy's in food judging, so he's, he's used to, you know, rating food and, and giving them scores and things uh and, and I know it was a bit too late by the time I realized that his favorite that year during the Covid year was a matcha energy ball and I thought my god he's so healthy yeah. like wasn't sweet it was full of goodness it was really really healthy except that it was an energy ball with matcha in it and my six years bouncing off the wall <laughs> 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 but it was really healthy and, I, and it was quite you know rather you know quite a distinct flavor and I just thought I can't believe he's eating that like there's you know sweet things there so he didn't need that he he ate the matcha yeah mm. <laughs> it's impressive
0: he's got a taste of matcha early i was gonna
1: say that wouldn't be happening in my household she'd be going after the haribos i'm i'm, I'm ashamed to say
3: i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> actually do oh no, you know he's he's into her now as well. so, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone wrong yeah. so they were calm and when they got released from lockdown uh a house full of healthy food and you know released into the wild and Haribo's and marshmallows are rocking
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me feel a bit better. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next thing is the the vegan chapter. What what next for the nourish awards? Have you got plans yet, or plans afoot for for more to come, or you just going to yes. see what happens? So, um,
3: oh, so there's always lots of plans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, I think it it takes a while to establish each chapter and make in people's diaries and for us to get the timing right so we can we don't have judging piling up and we can do it separately because for instance for the vegan awards we have you know a very um, separate you know a, a different judging uh panel that that from the main nourish awards we always try for each award and each category uh to find judges who are experts in the area, so for the vegan awards, we not only have nutritionists, but uh, I think the majority of judges are either uh, vegan or vegetarian or have experience in that part of the industry. So um, uh, we have the vegan awards, and we have the main awards, the kids awards running. Uh, like I said, that'd be the third year uh, that is running and then we have the supplements awards which again we had to take out from the main uh nourish awards i think it's one of the biggest Uh, and again it requires a very different skill set for judging because it's not so much food so um uh, and then we have the keto awards which will be coming towards the end of the summer which is a, a low carb
0: is that a new one for this year
3: uh, so these would be running as separate chapters. They were all part of the main nourish awards, so they were okay, all part of they've, they've been split out. Just, yeah. So the supplements, for instance, I think it started off as one category, and it's been split into four categories in the main nourish awards. And they were all there were just a lot because we got a lot of you know protein powders and and, and things like that, um, new replacements. Uh, some are better than others. So, um, so, so there's a very big um, need for that, and we, it's a very different judging process. So the reason we take that out because it's a different judging process. Um, And think it was in 2019. I nearly, I nearly had a a must walk out of judges when we dished up 30 different kind of protein drinks one after the other, (laughs) vanilla, chocolate, whatever flavor, and they just protein drink, you know. Okay, Uh, they they just literally can't drink all that much in one go, you know. know? And, yeah, there has to be, you know, we judge that differently this year, So, um, uh, which is not on site. And, again, when it comes to actual supplements, you need very specific judges for that specific skill set. Um, just nutritionists rather than foodies uh, because you're judging
0: supplements. So, uh, yeah. Mm, really interesting. So, it, it must be quite hard to plan all the, because it's quite a lot to plan all the different chapters yeah. and get the timing yeah. right.
3: I mean, my my hope is that not having it all included in one Nourish Awards, it will actually spread out throughout the year rather than, rather yeah. than being all at once. Yeah. So we will be judging the vegan awards while the entries are still going on for the main nourish awards, which is um, a fairly quiet period. Uh, because what what tends to happen with the nourish awards that we have like this, lots and lots of quiet period, uh, and then all of a sudden it goes absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, working flat out, literally with like three or four hours sleep for mm-hmm. weeks, yeah. uh, and then you just all of a sudden stop. Yeah. um yeah and then and then again, this is very very lots of quiet periods, so it sort of makes sense to yeah,
0: um, but yeah.
3: Of time. like February would be a quiet period for the for the main shorts because you know entries ongoing, and of course we assist with with a lot of questions, but you know this will be the sixth year so. There's not that many questions these days and yeah. you know one of my team usually answers the questions so in the meantime we can judge the the, the vegan awards um, yeah so
1: yeah. Um, yeah I think it's a really good idea and do you know what I think you know obviously you're all about you know the nourish thing and about well-being and one of the things you're mentioning there is you know it used to be like manic for ages and it, like for a short period of time and then you'd have quiet times and actually well being of you and your team and the judges yeah. and everything is really important as well. So, absolutely, um, um, big thumbs up from me in terms of that whole yeah. you know thinking about
2: the well being the, of, the, the yeah. of you, yeah, yeah. But it is
1: important, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, it, it, I think so many people out there, you know, you see people you know that have pioneered something like you, you know, we get to the level where we burn ourselves out, and yeah. it, it's not it's not a good thing you know and actually so what you're doing is demonstrating actually let's let's not let's make this easier it doesn't need to be as difficult as it has been with three yeah, or four uh, hours sleep,
2: yeah. That, that's the hope. Ask me again in a year's time i see how it works.
1: It's
3: not that you be like, no, actually,
2: I just want
1: to do it over three months and then I'll just sleep yeah. the rest of the year,
2: yeah. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like
3: to do that. So, um, yeah, I also being a, a single parent, you know, I'm um, it, it's challenging, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the child and with timing and and all of that uh again so on a very private note I don't know a lot of people know that my husband passed away at the beginning of um COVID so it's it's doing it as a as a single parent mm. and not having you know someone to just okay well, we can just do this or do that you know at home while while you're at it I mean yeah. you know my mom was here and helping last year and <laughs> okay my mom's you know my parenting and then seeing that on my child it's like mom I don't parent like you do but I'm grateful for any help <laughs> let us keep <be> it sweet whatever <laughs> <laughs> but no mom was great so um yeah uh, because obviously you know at, at the same time things have to still go on at home you know still, yeah of course a mother and yeah. um um yeah uh, but but actually my son knows now it's like he begins his sentence Mom you know when the nourish judging are over can we do this okay sometimes is judging Mummy is judging and then he goes away and I just feel so awful he's like but he knows he's old enough now and Yeah. You
0: know. And what amazing <laughs> thing that you've created from scratch, you know, and he's he's been part of that. What an incredible thing for him to look back on. Yeah. And to teach, yeah, it's
1: taught him from a very young age, you know, that you've managed to build that from from nothing. So don't get rid of that mum guilt. We're always talking about getting rid of the mum guilt. You <laughs> yeah, know. It. So Diana, it has been so interesting talking to you today. We've somehow lost Lucy on the audio, but she is still here. Um, <laughs> but we've really, really enjoyed hearing about how you have built the Nourish Awards up from from total scratch and the amazing job that you're doing what would yes. you is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners probably get your get your entries in but
3: yeah get get your entries in it's usually people leave it for the last two weeks uh and again <laughs> there there is a lot, lot lot of time to enter but um yeah the vegan awards um entries close in uh, 10 days on so the 15th of january and then the main nourish will open on the 30th of january so um, yeah get your entries in and we are just couldn't be more excited to see the innovation again this year we just yeah i love to see all the all the products and, and just go wow <laughs> yeah.
1: i can feel like you can feel the real passion you have for it which is just amazing to to see and hear so um and if people
2: want to get in touch with you personally where's the best place to do that if um, anybody wants to get in touch, there are different options on the website, the uh, contact forms, and there
3: is also a phone number, which I don't know from the top of my head. Oh, don't worry. So it's, we'll put it- it's, on our, it's on our website, so you can, um, if somebody will answer that thing and uh, get to me or to my PA and um,
1: um, sort things out. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I know our listeners will have, just love listening to this episode so thank you so much thank you so much for inviting me thank you thank you you. um and i hope our listeners have enjoyed that and we will see you next time and goodbye from me and lucy even though you can't hear lucy thank you thank (laughs) you thanks thank you bye bye bye
0: thank you for joining us today and we hope that this has been useful to you As ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there.
1: We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the O for Sake community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager.
0: And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one coaching, group facilitation or training... Then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. See you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Ulrich and Short. Are you looking to reformulate and simplify your products to meet consumer demands?
1: Ulrich and Short are designers and suppliers of clean and plant-based functional ingredients.
0: Helping food manufacturers to solve process challenges. Simplify label declarations and improve nutritional profiles. To speak to a development technologist,
1: visit www.cleanlabelingredients.com.